Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are discussing the final first book of our trilogy war, which is The Poppy Wars. And this one is by R.F. Kong and was published in 2018. Um, I'm not going to mention who the publisher is, and that's because the current publisher has a union strike against them. Um, at the time of recording, if you'd like to know more details or wish to support the strike, see uh, hashtag HCP on strike to support the staff asking for livable wages. As for the author, RF Kong is a Chinese American fantasy writer who immigrated to the United States when she was four years old. She has a master's in philosophy and Chinese studies from the University of Cambridge. For the plot, War Orphan Rin is determined to escape the life she is living. She studies hard to pass the Kaiju and attend a prestigious school. She ends up in Syngard Academy, but her education is cut short when war threatens her country yet again. And she must decide how much she is willing to sacrifice of herself to succeed. Please be advised that the Poppy Wars books are designed to be a fatalistic warfare fantasy inspired by the Chinese history surrounding Mao Zedong and includes elements of opium use to reflect the effects of opium, the effects opium had on the Chinese population. So trigger warnings there, definitely go check it out. We are probably going to be discussing some of these topics. So listener discretion is advised. Okay. Sarah, what did you think of The Poppy War? So this book, um, I'm going to compare it to the other two, um, okay. which I mean, I guess is the point of all this anyway. Yeah. So with A Deadly Education, I really liked that book. Could not put it down, even when reading it a second time. Gideon the Ninth, opposite, I could easily put that book down, could happily leave it down, never touch it. My life would be great. This book, I can't say that I loved it or was like, I don't know. I I could read it pretty easily is the thing. It's like reading it wasn't a chore. I did. Mm -hmm. It was well written. I wanted to know what would happen, but it was not like unput downable, you know, like could read it. And then at a certain point I would just, you know. Be done for the night because I'd read enough. Um, so I you know what you mean because Kim explained this exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim, did you want to jump in and mention how it was for reading for you? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. What I what I said. What did I say that so I asked you how you were doing with the poppy wars and you said I don't have a drive to return to reading it, but once I start reading it. Yeah, it's hard good. to set down. It was it was when you actively chose to engage, it was easy to engage in. But when you stepped away from it, there was no like must return to it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I also had that experience. Um, part of it is a lot of the themes in it I, I'm not fond of. I don't I don't particularly go for books that have a lot of drug use in them. I I don't find drug use to be an interesting story um mainly because i've never gone anywhere near drugs i just i have zero interest in drugs never did i've never smoked pot i've never i've never I just never 
um, alcohol is about as close as you're going to get to a drug with me. And I love my whiskey, but, uh, you know, whiskey, unless you drink it in very copious amounts, doesn't leave you drooling on the floor um, or puking when you sit up. Again, unless you drink it in large amounts. But um, yeah, so the, the, the drug aspect of it, just zero interest in it. Um, and I, I didn't particularly find the characters engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, but the overall story, it was, it was interesting. Okay. So what about you, Sarah, that- did you feel the same? So I do want to say that like Kim, I'm not big on books with like drug use um Mm -hmm. i actually i it's it's something that i actively dislike reading about um and granted this book is not glorifying it or anything like that it's Mm -mm. no it does not do that and it's not like a moral thing where i'm like oh it's teaching all the children to do drugs i'm not saying i would say it does kind of glorify it because in order to access Reach like the gods the pantheon they you had to do the drugs and so uh, while it, it doesn't yeah it doesn't completely but I also feel glorify like, it but at the same time but I also, yeah it feels like it makes sense though because there's always like hallucinogenics that are things yeah i know with shamanism i don't know i don't know anything about shamanism but uh, so it's like i could understand why they used it i was not fond of it and then when it started coming into play even more i was just like I really don't like this kind of stuff. Um, I wouldn't call it a trigger, but it is definitely like a squick. I don't, I don't enjoy it. Um, I don't even like it when they like just smoke cigarettes in stories because it's like, that's me too. The character's I, I, gonna reek in all these chat. Like whenever they're interacting, I'm just imagining this cigarette stinking person. So I used to talk to my aunts on the phone, or um, you know my because my mother stopped smoking when I was a child um but my aunts all smoked my uncles all smoked um Amberly your 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 grandmother on your dad's side she smoked and I hate the sound of talking to somebody over the phone when you hear them take a drag on a cigarette I hate that sound I hate it I hate it it's disgusting to me um so yeah, I, I there's just certain things that, so I guess maybe a trigger for me, but that would be more cigarettes than than drugs because I, I I didn't have um, that I'm aware of. I don't think there was anybody in my family that did did drugs. Not my immediate family, none. Um, I don't know about my extended family. So, but yeah, I I, I wasn't fond of the drug aspect of it. So, for me. I didn't have an issue with it or for it. Um, I think in this case, it serves an interesting purpose in how it is looking at the way certain societies have allowed drugs to control populations. And then there are other societies that do have a use of drugs in a spiritual sense. 
and the the fact that the author was walking this fine line between when is it for a spiritual situation and when is it um like with Alton to be to be numb and the idea that there are some people who do use substances because they have to numb themselves from trauma and so I don't think that the author, at least from my perception of it, wasn't trying to say drugs are good or drugs are bad, but really just examining the multifaceted ways in which society uses drugs. Well, yeah, it, for it, sure. But I yeah, still don't totally, want to read about totally it. Get it. But I don't want to read about it. Yeah, it's it's so, yeah. Which, especially I, not in descriptors, meaning had okay so the the one scene she goes into the church and and that's when she first discovers that he is um using heroin aggressively yeah. not just using it um to and then when she finally uses it and talking about dropping into it and all of that i didn't need all of that described she could have just walked in and gone oh my god you know he's you know he's been using heroin and come to that realization without all of the extra information with it. And it, again, it's it's a personal thing. I don't like yeah. reading about drugs and I don't enjoy reading about cigarettes. Um, so yeah, it's not anything the author did wrong, just personally, no. not our thing. No, I know. <laughs> I, it's just interesting because it's never, I don't know, it's, it's never been one that bothers me. Um, Typically in a book, once I start dropping into, if people are smoking or, or doing, I, I'm done with the book. Typically I won't continue. I, it's, it's just not, I can't tell you how many fan fictions I, I was just like, I'd go into it and I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. And then they start smoking and I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> they always make the characters smoke. I was like, what is this? The night? Yeah. Like, is that I know. cool now it's, again? It, it, you know what? I thought the same thing when I was reading fan fictions, like, why is everybody into this? But I think it's because so many people smoke and they want an identity in, in what they're writing um but i i don't find it appealing at all okay um so moving beyond the drug portion of it yep the poppy part of the poppy war <laughs> the poppy part yeah <laughs> uh so what do you guys think of ren i didn't like her okay what about you sarah uh she was fine well she started out fine um i don't really like character arcs where they go dark or you know get corrupted so i didn't like where her character arc went um she started out fine i liked her in the beginning portion of the book not so much towards the end oh man see i i enjoyed ren and the reason why I enjoyed Ren is it felt like, okay, I can't help but compare this to other fantasies where we have a young female hero. And, you know, they always just magically come up with the solution. You know, they're just, they're magically smart enough. They're magically, you know, powerful enough. You know, I think of like Akatar. There's nothing about Feyre that actually makes Feyre different and i felt like with rin it was very much she didn't pass the kaiju because she just magically understood philosophy she just memorized it she spent the time to memorize it 
She's not, you know, she keeps going into these war battles and she doesn't miraculously win every single war battle. In fact, they didn't win one with her help the entire time. Well, it, she managed to kill the one general, so. Yes. By but magically accessing her. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> yes, yes. By magically accessing her power. But she, I don't think she actually, she was fighting him, but her, um, Jiang actually won the battle. No, he slowed things down. Then after he, I think he disappeared because then she let she her melted fire him. Out. In, she melted the the general into a blob. Yeah, and then she okay. was burning afterwards, and the empress had to but, put it back. But she didn't do it quite by herself, and I wouldn't even say that she was necessarily successful with it. Um, that was maybe the closest success she had, but it definitely felt like she herself was not winning so my problem with her was in the very beginning she had so much agency she was mm -hmm. propelling herself forward she was the one that was studying hard for the test she was the one that was forcing people to allow her to do these things even though she shouldn't mm -hmm. have been able to do these things and then she got to the school and for the rest of the damn book she had no agency she did not propel the story after that she didn't make choices that propelled the story. It was her master will or won't let her do it. And she's kind of conflicting with him. And then uh, what's his name? I, the, the main guy, I, I can't remember his name. Alton. I'm so terrible Alton. with names. Alton, yeah. Um, he, I don't, I don't know. It just seemed like she just kind of, kind of floundered from there on out. And that's probably purposeful, but it, it, it just didn't. A soldier. She was yeah. nothing more than a cog in the whole entire mechanism, as opposed to being like the, the winning so, factor so behind it. I would argue with that in that she was going to uh, what I would refer to as officer school. She's not a soldier. She is training to be an officer. Yeah, but that she is, that is I, I, well, I know, but, but you're, you, when you're at officer school, you're training to lead. You're not training to be a army on the, uh, a soldier on the line you're not a grunt you're you're an officer um and you're supposed to be having that attitude and i didn't feel like she was behaving as an officer well i don't know i i feel like she didn't finish the schooling they had to cut the schooling short um, she wasn't behaving as an officer while she was in school I, I'm, I'm not saying that that had she completed the training suddenly she would be an officer when you go to officer course school you're behaving as an officer, even when you're amongst other officers. Um, but, in, in, I don't know, for me, it, it made sense that she didn't quite behave that way. Because unlike everybody else who was raised to be that way, she wasn't. She was there by by pure, almost luck in the situation. That she, she, she managed to pass the test, but that doesn't mean that she actually had the ability to succeed. Well, as everybody I, else, I understand. I understand that, and and I and I get it in the writing. I it, I it, I didn't like the difference in the school. I liked her yeah. being more more, and it wasn't even because she was she was a, she was a smart mouth. She she pushed back, but she didn't take action. Um, so it's just my you know my take on it. 
Oh yeah, no, and and I I I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I'm just saying I actually like it because it was different than what would usually be presented in these books. Yeah. So, uh, so my brain did it again. We're doing the next character. Uh, yes. I'm just trying to decide which character. Is there a character either of you want to talk about? Or which character do you guys like best, Kim? Oh, which character did I like best? I like the kid that liked to blow things up. Ramsa? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would I would say he was the characters in this weren't weren't my. Yeah. Okay. They, they weren't driving me real hard in this book. Um, so. Okay. What about you, Sarah? Can you guess? Ramsa? No. Oh, let's see here. Who do I think you would have liked? Uh, either Alton or Neza. You going to guess any more specifically than that or just throw down two options in the hope that you get one right with as many characters are in this book if she if she picked one of the two right then she knows you pretty damn well because there's a lot of characters in this book so was she right i'm trying between those two yes but can she decide (laughs) which one it actually is because one of them i don't like and one of them i do so i would say neza i think neza Yes, it was Neza. <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't now, decide. Tell me which character that is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> the rich boy. The rich boy that was her rival at the beginning. They and kept fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And miraculously healed. And then he got pulled away in the gas and is presumed dead. I don't think he's dead. Oh, he's not dead because they either. implied that he's he's one of them. He, he, and he is not pantheon access. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure, Sarah. I was like thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, but he was too like pretty boy attitude for your typical like. But Alden was a little bit too like drug oriented for your liking. And so yeah, I was like, oh, which one? Which one? But uh, yeah, I, I was so, Neza, the snooty asshole. Like I know, I know. characters. Come on. <laughs> so my but question was- is, did you like Alton before you knew he was a drug addict? I didn't particularly like Alton at any point. I didn't okay. dislike him, but I just didn't have an opinion of him. I was like, okay, there's this character. Because he just was never presented in an interesting way to me. Like when he was fighting in the ring, and then like she saw him at one point at her training area. And then he was like gone. And then suddenly he was a commander and he was being a dickhole. So um <laughs> dickhole. Yeah, I just uh <laughs> Okay, okay. Um Okay, then I'm curious. Do you think I have a favorite character? Hmm. I I don't know. I can't play this game. I can't remember the character. So I don't, I don't feel like you have usually. I don't know your types, man, because it just seems like you. It's random. Like people, even when they don't deserve to be liked, <laughs> or you don't like them, even though they're very likable. <laughs> Uh, 
So That's I, awesome. or actually, you always like the side characters, so I know that much. Okay. I think it's bomb boy like me. I was gonna say it could be Ramsa, but I don't know. Ramsa's cute, but no. All right, tell us. This is going on too long. <laughs> There's two potential options, and I'm I'm not quite. I haven't quite committed yet because I'm not all the way through the books. But I like uh, Kitchen. So the friend who's who ended up as a strategist. Oh yeah. And then, and I'm gonna say this wrong because I didn't get the chance to hear his name through the audiobook. Um, Jing Han, the twin. Oh. I do like him as well. Um, the seer. The yeah. seer, yeah. I, I liked I liked the role he played. I want to see more of him and see where he goes. Um, but yeah, it was kind of between those two, more so at this point with so that one doesn't totally surprise me because I think there were underlying unrequited love between Alton and him tones in that one. And so you thought I'd be more prone to that? Yeah. Not not the the dynamic of those two characters, not not uh -huh. necessarily yeah. shipping them. I just just oh, yeah. that the dynamic of those two characters doesn't surprise okay, me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would say I was just curious, Sarah, if you could figure if you could nail down my potential preferences as well as I could get to yours. <laughs> I just wanted to say like Severo, and I couldn't think of a Severo type character from this book. There wasn't a Severo type character in this exactly. book. Exactly. So I was like, I could only think of Bomboy and then the white-eyed guy, and I couldn't like I just the others didn't even like register. Yeah, no worries. Um, so what did you guys think of, because it was probably, I think this was the part that was the roughest for me to read. Um, what did you think about Benka? Benka? And what, what happened to her when they took over the war capital? Oh. Yeah. it was just there I mean I didn't really care about Venka before that you know like when she was at the academy mm -hmm. um I was surprised that she was still alive but in no way surprised by what had happened to her um and after that ridiculously gratuitous tour through the city it was just like whatever happened to her had no impact at that point because they'd already gone through quite a uh some descriptive stuff so i okay. um that part of the book was particularly difficult for me um we've lived in Japan and having lived in Japan, we have a sense of, and I say a sense, we obviously not in any way, shape or form. Are we, are we Flamer, as I always do? We are three white women. Yeah. Um, but we have a sense of how these nationalities feel about each other. 
And so you can't, you can't read this book without knowing that, um, and I can't, I can't name all the different countries, but the main country is China. The longbow country is Japan and the Creelys, what, what, what were they called again? Kierly. Kierly. They were Taiwan and the hinterlanders, that's Mongolia. Um, and the Spearly were Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these differing communities have long hatred of each other because they have been brutal to each other throughout their very, 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 very long history. Um, and all of these conflicts that she wrote in this book are based on real conflicts. So that tour through the city is based off of a book that, that this author um, researched. It actually happened to include all of those descriptors. It's all real. Yeah. Um, and having lived in Japan, I, I, I can only have sympathy, not sympathy. That wouldn't be a right word. I can, I can, I can, I like the Japanese people and I know that they have come forward in, in, in their history and they've, they've, for the most part, decided to let go of that very aggressive past, but it did exist. And so it, 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 it was an uncomfortable read for me. So, and for anyone who's going, okay, what do you mean? Just in case people don't have this context. So there is a portion of time before World War II where Japan was aggressively attacking the Chinese coast again and again and again. Okay, and, and, and to explain, they didn't just attack the coast. They moved into the country. They massively went into the country. They, they were working their way towards um, conquering China. And um, they were brutal. And very brutal. And to clarify, to, to keep clarifying, the at that time, the Japanese military was trained to not see themselves as individuals. So when the book talks about these Federation soldiers who did not have any sense of otherness identity compared to Rin. Yeah. Um, that was actually something that Japan was experiencing at that time. That's why they had things like kamikaze pilots during World War II. They were trained to believe that their sacrifice was for the betterment of all. And so they didn't have this sense always of humanity for others. So you can easily go look at prisoner of war stories from World War II, from when they were trying to conquer China, and there were significant levels of mistreatment. And it's not to say that this is specifically just a Japanese thing. We can look back no. at our own culture when it comes to how we handled the Vietnamese when we were during the Vietnam War. There is something to how soldiers survive war, how they are trained to be in war, and how sometimes in the process they lose that sense of what we as a whole collectively call humanity. Um, and so I was, I was actually surprised at how dark it went. Realistic, understandable, but the level of time that was spent to show that darkness, given that this is a fantasy book, I was actually kind of impressed with. Um, 
because it very much made me think of like yes sarah has a question oh yes I sarah a question um i just i find it interesting because i was not i mean i knew that this was vaguely i didn't know that it was off a specific time period but i knew this was vaguely like chinese history inspired um so i didn't know that like the city and stuff was actually based off of true events um it's interesting to know that but like at the time that i was reading it it almost felt like almost cartoonishly evil mm -hmm. so I'm... yeah it's it's a brutal yeah, read but... it's it's not an easy read and that and i i would say that if anybody's listening to this that hasn't read this if you don't want to let's see what's the least if that's trying to think of a descriptor that, that would be what's that if that is content that you can't handle examining for yourself then rethink because the first and i will say the first two parts follow more of a traditional school fantasy kind of thing but part three it's war and this author isn't pulling back from the realities of what war is and and, and, and to look at it in a sense of because war is brutal it in yeah. and we kind of particularly in america idealized it to a point where you know we you know we stand beside behind our soldiers and um kind of gloss over the realities of how you survive that and and the realities of what happens to the communities as these war as these armies plow through and 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 destroy everything around them because they're in war so yeah yes. it's particularly because in the united states we have never been the land that conflict, war yeah. has been on we have been in wars but we as a society have not you're forgetting pearl harbor i am there's pearl harbor but i mean like like war campaigns have not right. yeah other than the civil war and yeah. then the revolutionary war but they're so far back that we as a current society cannot comprehend say that so far back <laughs> i say so far back in the fact that we you know that's that's a hundred year over a hundred years ago almost 200 years now yeah. um we don't we romanticize it yeah we we don't we don't actually know the realities of it as opposed to many countries in say europe many countries in asia the middle east africa these are places that are regularly experiencing it and know the reality and, and have a sense of what the reality is to the day to day. Americans romanticize war. Mm -hmm. well, this, start with John Wayne and work your way this way. Yeah. Um, you know, this we're not watching uh what's the one movie with Pearl Harbor, I think is what it's called, right? Yeah, there's you Pearl know. Harbor. And yeah, unfortunately, just, instead of telling the story of Pearl Harbor, they told a romance story, a, a love exactly. triangle. It's like, what, what the hell? And that's, um, what, that's why I was, like, I was like, that's the movie I'm thinking of, is we romanticize war. So can I tell an interesting story about Pearl Harbor? Yes, you can. When the movie, that movie or the actual out, event? The movie. Okay. When that movie came out, we actually lived in Japan at the time. And um, I was teaching conversational English to Japanese citizens. 
And one of the women asked me to, to take her to see the movie on base because, and a lot of people don't know this, movies are edited for where they're being released at. And she knew she wouldn't get to see the American version and she wanted to know what the American version was like. And so I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, let's do this. And so I take her to the movie on base and, and we watch it and we come out of it. And I said, so what did, what did you think? And she goes, she goes, I knew that version of history, although it's different from the version we're taught. Um, and we didn't get into the details of what they're taught. Well, we did, but I'm not going to get into the details of what they're taught and what we're taught. Um, but her, her biggest take out of it, she goes, I couldn't understand the Japanese. I had to read the subtitles because they were all American actors speaking Japanese. Uh -huh. She couldn't understand a word they said. She had to read the subtitles for all of the Japanese. And, and there's a habit of, I think with that, I don't even think most of the cast is actually of Japanese descent. No, they're uh, all Americans and they, so they were speaking it phonetically. But of Japanese descent, I don't even think they, the, the individuals, most of them, I, if I remember correctly, don't actually even look Japanese. They're just Asian. I, mm, I, I think you're thinking of um, Memoirs of a Geisha. Because Memoirs okay. of a Geisha, she was not, um, she was, she's Chinese. She wasn't Japanese. I, I just know there's a tendency in American movies that they It doesn't just matter. <laughs> yeah, vague Asian, and that's it, it, which yeah. is horrific. It shouldn't be done. You should actually yeah. respect the character and who they're supposed to be. But yeah, yeah. that was that was my, my big experience with 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 um, that movie, which yeah. is totally nothing to do with this book, except for it kind of does. Um, yeah, because anyway. we're, we're talking about the fact that this book really looks at the reality of war in a fantasy setting, as opposed to romanticizing war so i wouldn't i wouldn't say there's anything romantic about once the war actually starts happening well and i like the fact that she she did make this completely a fantasy instead of trying to write a historical fiction you know where she's throwing these characters in and and, and yeah writing i mean we've talked about how when historical fiction works and when it doesn't in the past um and i think this this uh is a good way to do it so that you're not treading on history too overly much yeah you're not altering history to fit your character being there instead you are looking at history for inspiration yep so um trying to think what else i was not prepared for recording today I did keep thinking of the Iron Widow when reading this book because it kept mentioning the familiar bird, the black tortoise. Oh, yeah. Yep. What did you What did you think of that? Which one of of the two? What did you think? Because I mean, it's it's pretty similar. Uh, I think Iron Widow also looks at Japanese history, although it's looking at a particular empress a little further back. But what did you yeah, like? Right. Yeah. Not Japanese history, Chinese history, to be clear. Hmm. Sorry, did I say Japanese? Yes, you did. Chinese. I'm tired. I apologize, people. I, I know the difference. Chinese history. Both are Chinese. One's looking at Mao. Another one's looking at um, an older empress than that. I, I don't know Japanese history or Chinese history well enough. <laughs> we were talking about Pearl Harbor for too long. Yeah, yeah. Pearl Amber. Her brain got stuck. <laughs> Chinese history well enough to say when the particular empress is. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. 
All right. Um, so go to your answer, Sarah. Which which did you like better? Or what did you think Comparing of the two? two? Um, they're both very different in a way. Uh, Iron Widow is obviously extreme. Iron Widow doesn't even take place on Earth. Spoiler alert. Um, for that, does this book. one really take place on <laughs> Earth too? I mean, I guess we don't know. I guess we could get to the third book and be like, and we were on a different planet the whole time. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just feel like they're pretty, very different, pretty, very different, Jesus. Um, <laughs> you speaking as well as I am today. <laughs> uh, but yet they were kind I of mean, similar. I mean, I mean, when we dealing with more aliens. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> Iron Widow was about aliens, but it's also about these people, like, colonizing the planet and just, just yeah. Again, spoiler alert, <laughs> just <laughs> decimating the native population. And this is more of a people trying to protect their homeland, but also decimating the invaders technically at the very end. Um, but I think both authors were drawing from actual Chinese history, which is where yeah. I say they, they have that similarity there. Which they're... definitely adds a very interesting and like grounding element to it. It doesn't feel like super fantastical. It's very... Yeah, it just feels visceral. more real, visceral. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has a better impact than like because a lot of I don't really think either of these are YA. Like Poppy War, I'm assuming is definitely not, but and I don't think Iron Widow is. is Iron it? Widow is, yes, I think so. Well, usually with YA fantasy, it just feels like people kind of jump on the trend and just cook up this half baked fantasy world with like elves and like maybe one other magical race and like fight each other and whatever um so yeah these just feel what I, I find ya fantasy tends to be very european washed that's um, also true and that's probably also and, why they all feel the same yeah mm -hmm. a lot of european gods and goddesses and mythos and and you know the hero's journey and you know while as this isn't it, I don't know. It's examining, particularly this one. This one is it feels. When I saw that she had a master's in Chinese philosophy, I was like, "Yep, I can feel the examination of Chinese philosophy going on here." Um, Interestingly enough, you say the hero's journey, and and typically I'll come at it just about any book, wondering if if the writer's intentionally working at a hero's journey, and I got about a quarter of the way into this and I'm like going I don't think we're going to watch a typical hero's journey unfold in this no. and we are definitely not it, there there's no like when she suggested drowning the villagers to win the war <laughs> I was like this is yeah this is not well, quite the typical heroine idea well and then it happened that. yeah mm -hmm. then it happened in her contending with the reality of oh now I've got to watch what what, what is I going suggested. to happen? Yep. The impact of it. And I was like, oh man, you know, if this was like a young adult fantasy, the village would be drowned, but miraculously all of the people would have, you know, been evacuated. The, in time. the women and children would have made it up into the woods. <laughs> yeah. You know, and instead in this, it's like, yeah, they're dead. We're ending this book. And yes, we did this and they are dead. And And yes, did she manage to cause the mountain to ignite on the Federation of um, 
I can't, I suddenly can't see it. The Federation's Island. Yes. Did she completely and utterly kill the population of them? Yes. But that doesn't mean that the soldiers are just gone. They're on the mainland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she just killed the old people, the women and the children, probably. Yeah. Yeah, And her big grandiose moment that, you know, normally in a young adult fantasy or even in a fantasy would just like magically resolve the problem has done she just Nothing. wiped out all the innocents just you yeah. know a bit of casual genocide there and the enemy is still probably both present and very pissed off now so yeah mm-hmm. and so i'm like man that is really interesting to have a book where what would be like the great moment in this book you're ending this book going oh maybe maybe she really shouldn't have done that maybe it's not a good thing that she's alive what does this mean for the future of it um so i was impressed i know you guys were indifferent to it i was impressed i was impressed at the risks that were being taken writing wise murphy i don't want you in my lap again i i didn't say i didn't like it i said it was difficult to read um and not difficult to read in the sense that it, it was a difficult read but uh difficult topics to cover and typical oh, yeah. descript- descriptor are typical difficult descriptors to work through and not really wanting to get into that headspace yeah i will say each of these books feel like they've just gotten darker and darker mm-hmm. i mean like deadly education was like man this is a, a school of dark magic oh this is oh. dark and then we go to but the it next has one. like a comedic like well not comedic but you know more of like an amusing or sarcastic narrator or whatever so it mm-hmm. yeah and then we get to gideon the ninth and it's like oh man this is necromancers and you know they're all killing each other this is kind of they're all being killed this is kind of dark too maybe a little bit darker and then we get this and it's like bam just hits your heart it does it was it was yeah it was hard so uh which i think is maybe a good segue into rating the book yeah it's ready for that let me share my screen here so you guys can see i want to share you always have yours up first it's kind of funny so we get to see your your score i haven't written mine this time oh no spoilers yeah Okay, can you guys see that okay? Yep. No. You can't? She's being well, surprised. I guess if I blew up the window and had it not small, then I can't <laughs> oh, do other okay. things. Can't do other things? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with you, Kim. What would your rating be for theme and plot? I gave it a 3.5. Okay. And characters? Uh, I was brutal on the characters too. Again, okay. I, I, I don't like some of the choices. What about that. satisfying ending? Absolutely fucking not. It only got a two. The story didn't end. There wasn't an internal story that was written. Oh, that's this, right. is the, this is the exact thing I'm talking about. Just give me the entire damn book. I don't, yeah, which granted it would be like 8,000 pages long, but that's not the point. Right story was within with your Kim's story for a second, and I was like, "Damn, you're nope. going hard on your own book." <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, and mechanics. Four. She's a good writer, and and um, I like the fact that it wasn't a hero's journey. We're get, we're getting very much a Chinese story, which means it's not going to end well. Does everybody know that? 
in Chinese stories, the heroes die. Be well, prepared. honestly, I'm not that keen on Rin because she has already proven herself to be uh, <laughs> not, questionably. Not agree. Yeah. Okay. So good mechanics. Uh, unpredictability. I gave it a four. A four? Okay. Yeah. So overall, that's what a 15.5. But I will say, I think this one has the most potential of the three for me to like it further on. Um, so we'll see if that turns out to be true. Okay. We had to take a break there for a moment. Uh, we are now continuing with Sarah's rating of the Poppy War. And in all my brilliance, I didn't think to pull up the document for you, Sarah, because you had questions. So theme and, oh, it is up. Okay. Maybe. So for theme and plot, it was, do you like the theme? Is the plot easy to follow, enjoyable? Okay. So I will say that the plot is easy to follow. Enjoyable. And do I like the theme? Hmm. I wouldn't say that those are particularly for me. Um, oh, you know, and I had so much time for our short break to uh, to figure this out, and I didn't even <laughs> give it a single moment of thought. Um, gosh, I, I'm gonna. Mm, I'm going to give it a 2.5 because I'm torn between a 2 and a 3. Okay, 2.5. So a little bit better than Gideon the ninth, but no a deadly education. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, compared to Gideon the ninth, I would, you know, I'm actually going to change that to a 3 because I think it was significantly better than Gideon the ninth. <laughs> um, and I want it to Seriously, reflect that. even with all of the drugs and, and the, the extremely <laughs> graphic description of, of murder for lack of a better word war holocaust horrifics it's better or than gideon the theme and plot kim theme and plot yeah, i, don't I mean that would be theme and plot i didn't like gideon's themes at all and i didn't think <laughs> it was particularly well done so I, I don't like the graphicness and i don't particularly like all the drug use but i do still think that it is objectively Subjectively, I guess, technically. Subjectively. Please. Um, yeah, better, in my opinion. That's so, yeah. my book. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had to bring my book down. Yeah, well, you know, either way. Okay, so Sarah, what about characters? What did I give for Gideon? Oh, I have it right there. Three. Yeah, a three. Yeah. And characters, the kind of overall questions are, do you do the main characters engage and interest you? Do any of the secondary characters interest you worth caring about? Well, gosh, technically more than Gideon the Ninth, but I would, I don't, I don't, know that there was a whole lot to any of these characters um i'm gonna give it a 3.5 okay mostly that's from neza 
<laughs> satisfying like times. Satisfying ending. Which again, satisfying ending just means does the book store does the book story have a clear end? Is any cliffhangers worthy of making you read on? It doesn't really have an end though. I mean, she she does, you know, take I mean, out does, the Federation. But... That that is the big bad in this book. And she does. But there's it. still gonna be the big bad next book, too, probably. Or I mean, that's how all series work. Yeah, but it's in this book, it's not split up into like very clear and discrete sections. Well, that was what arcs. Kim's complaint was. Oh, that's true. Just rehashing her words on a time. No, you, you're allowed to have the same complaint. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her try to steer this her way so that her book scores higher than my book. <laughs> I mean, I will say, though, that I was more interested in the end of this book, Popular, than Gideon the Ninth, because Gideon the Ninth, again, unfortunately, with that book, I just really wanted to be done. And so, you know. But so it I ended, was, and you were satisfied. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, I was relieved <laughs> to be done with that <laughs> section of torture. But I certainly had no interest in the Emperor talking about, was it the Emperor? Was that his name? The, the undying one or the reborn one? Whatever the fuck he was. <laughs> I don't care about that. So, you know, I had to give that one a one. This one is like, well, I guess I would... What is there to look forward to? Her being well, crippled Ness, by, like... Your, your character guilt? might not be dead. Yeah, he might show up, but the, what? So he can get stabbed or, like, dragged off again and be like, <laughs> oh, no, this is now the fourth time he's died. Um, and then you know, like, are we just is she gonna also just descend into like this addiction thing even further? So, I'm not too keen on that. Um, but again, at the end of this book, I was still vaguely interested in moving forward. So, I guess, long long story short and i still haven't actually decided on a number which is why i'm still talking to find what you're stalling for man i am such a bad such a good procrastinator really um satisfying ending satisfying ending i'm going to give it a two two Okay. And then good mechanics. I would give that a four, I think. Okay. I think it was well written. Unpredictable. 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 Which is, is it unpredictable in a good way or not? I feel like a lot of the story stuff or the actions, the events that are happening, granted, I'm not like familiar with Chinese history and all that. Um, but in terms of like story beats, it all makes sense. Like you can kind of see or predict what's going to happen. So I wouldn't say anything is like horrifically 
not horrifically, tremendously. That's, oh God, not that word. Can't use tremendous. Um, Why can't you use tremendous? Isn't that like one of Trump's favorite words? I don't want to use any word that he has vomited out of his mouth. Um, Do you mean hugely? Well, hugely is not... He just adds an L-Y to every word to try to make oh. it bigger. I just okay. feel like I've heard him saying tremendous a lot, but maybe not. I actually haven't heard him speak in a beautiful amount of time. Um, it has been nice, hasn't it? Oh, so nice. Unpredictable. This is an super interesting way to stall. <laughs> I, well, I'm actually trying to think right now. Um because it's like I wouldn't describe it as being unpredictable, but at the same time, it's like not in a bad way that it's Did we lose Sarah? I think so. She just froze. She did. But never like, oh, oh she is. She moved. <laughs> it's like I could hear you guys talking the whole time. <laughs> so I don't know if it caught what I was saying. Nope. In the nope. sense that it's not like it's not overly unpredictable, but it's not painfully predictable. Like it like the writing sets everything up. It all makes sense as it goes. Nothing is like randomly thrown at you just for surprise or whatever, shock value. Okay. But, well, I mean, there's Goran Nis or whatever that city's called that has a lot of shock value, I guess. But uh, is it unpredictable? Probably not. I'm going to give it a three because uh, I'm undecided. Okay. So then Ooh. for me, Theme Remember, and you have to get it to 23 at the end just to maintain the pattern. <laughs> Do your math. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not. No. Um, theme and plot. I ooh. Now I gotta think about this and I realize I haven't thought about it. Um you know what? <laughs> and I suddenly started choking. I'm giving it a five. I I think given the fact that for a significant number of people they wouldn't look at Chinese history, uh, presenting a fiction that provides them with an opportunity to grasp Chinese history or even just like the reality of how aggressive war can be, even under a fantasy kind of setting is impressive to me. Um, to the point where like I was, I think I was talking to someone and they're like, oh, why, that's really weird you know i've never really seen a war book or a fantasy book do war to that level and i was like well i mean lord of the rings does it and i'm like you know if i'm comparing you to lord of the rings well yes sarah it's also game of thrones if the, i mean again that's european style fantasy but it is I was on say, a I would darker more grittier game of thrones lord of the rings doesn't really get into the the graphicness I meant the level of talent going on. Okay. <laughs> so, my perspective, my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, characters. This one I've got to give a four. I I had characters that I was interested in. I think Rin is intentionally not supposed to necessarily be like a bull. 
but at times it did make it hard to root for her, which sounds really weird, but root for her. Um, and I was kind of annoyed that Jiang did not leave the mountain. That the gatekeeper stayed and that it took them so freaking long to realize he was the gatekeeper. So, <laughs> uh, that one, that one I had to give a four. Satisfying ending. Um, it's a four. Oddly enough, out of all of these endings, it was not the most satisfying we've had so far. I'm definitely interested in continuing to read, but like, it doesn't have a clear like as as Kim would like to put it clear story arc ending here um I I think the primary here is them taking care of the federation but that kind of concludes in like a couple of pages and then it's really just dealing with the after effects of Ren's choices which seems to be kind of the setup for book two and I mean don't they kind of imply too that it really hasn't done anything to the Federation other than yeah. just a bunch of soldiers off. So really, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. That, that's the conclusion, but I don't know that that's necessarily satisfying for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still satisfying in terms of like on a scale of one to five, clearly four is pretty satisfied. It's just not a five star satisfaction for me. Uh, mechanics, it's a five. It's so well written. Um. And it, it really, I think the thing that I liked the most is it really did take those fantasy elements and what we would see as a traditional female-led main character fantasy elements and kind of played with them. And I think Kim pointed out previously that it it actually seems to not follow a hero's journey, at least in the very traditional sense. Sarah, why are we looking at your lap? Alrighty. So back to this unpredictable. Um, not sure on this one. It's gonna be a very long pause. Okay. It's it a is. hard thing to determine. Yeah, but I included it. I included it for a reason. That's the weird thing. And I'm trying to decide. Well, I mean, some books are so either blindingly obvious the whole like from the start that it detracts from the reading experience, and then others are unpredictable, but in a really bad way. Um, yeah. So it's like it makes sense. It's just I don't really know that any of these books have really done either of those bad things so it just ends up being like oh i don't know what to give this yeah i mean there was definitely things that i not trying to anticipate where the story was going to go when they happened i was like holy crap um you know the island uh characters dying other characters surviving um let's so i might give it a four so it's 22 in total. Uh, Not babe, quite 23. You were so close. You were so <laughs> close. So that means currently, because I have not done... I think Sarah's book is in first place still. So, so far, Skolomance is the first book with A Deadly Education taking the lead. And I think now Poppy War is in second place and Gideon the Ninth is in third place. Why are you shaking your head, Kim? You guys are prejudiced against me. That's why. I'm kidding. I, I gave it four, five, five, you. four, I just five. Don't like your book choice. 
Well, that's against me. It was my book choice. It's all personal. I'm kidding. I, I could have told you before we settled on that book. I know. That to be fair, me enjoying it were pretty low. To be fair, Kim gave herself like 3.5s, 3.75s on most <laughs> categories. So like... Oh, yeah, it, it was most assuredly not meeting my expectations. Yeah. Um, especially based on the fact that one of the reasons why I picked this book is because people were raging on it so much um, on TikTok, which I know Sarah hates hearing that. Um, but, I mean, it, it is one of the reasons why I picked it. And it's, it, it's not meeting that expectation, but that doesn't mean it won't by the end. So we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. We're not even going to get to the end. Okay, the end of these three books. And eventually we may come back for that fourth <laughs> book. It just won't be part of our yeah. trilogy war. Yeah, eventually we will come back to it. Sarah looks so pleased. I would just rather roll around in broken glass naked. <laughs> naked. That's how you feel and right now. Alcohol. Right after it that, just improve. roll around in some rubbing alcohol. It might, it might change your mind what this book the series yeah, Caro, yeah. the one written apparently in second person starts out in second person my mind i just there's still nona i don't even know who the fuck that is i don't think we've been introduced to a nona yes we have have we what's her mm -hmm. last name what's her Nona Jesmus? jesmus jesmus or whatever yep that's not Nona. Goes. Well, I guess they do call her by Nona Justimus sometimes. Because everyone has two names plus three different titles oh, that they can yeah, don't even refer give to. Okay, okay. We are here to talk about the Poppy War, though. <laughs> so, any final thoughts on the Poppy War? I don't like the way you say Poppy. So poppy. Poppy. No, I don't know why you don't like how I say Poppy. Okay. Kind of funny. Okay. So next time we will be doing the last graduate, which is the second book in the Scholomance series. So we will be moving on to round two of all of these series. We'll see if that maybe changes things up for everyone. But I don't know. Right now I'm betting Sarah wins this. <laughs> right now I legitimately feel, and this is a as of right now, the Scholomance should win because yeah. so far, and this is me and I'm a good chunk of the way into the second book already because I started reading it today and I can't put it down. <laughs> um, Who so, knows? Yeah. Who knows? Things, things could change. Things could change. There are six books before we can make that call. <laughs> yep. All mm. right. What, Sarah? The fact that you have to read four books you don't want to read? It's a lot of books. It's a lot of time of my life that I have to spend. Aww. Sarah, you've been doing this for like two years now. I know. It's really starting to add up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are on episode... Let's see here. I don't know if I have episode numbers. Do, 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 do. Seems like an oversight. Uh, like 73. Like We're on like... So 73, 74, we're on like, like episode 75 at this point. Wow. Yeah. I just thought we started this like summer of 2021. We started. I can, I can look this up. 
March 2021. Yeah, so that's definitely the summer um, <laughs> in some part of the world, maybe. <laughs> but it does Those mean years. it. it is very quickly going to be two months from now. Damn. Do we have anything planned for our two-year? Um, oh, we'll be rereading I... at that time. Probably one of these Babble. goddamn trilogy books. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Babel. Babel. And the trilogies. Um, And then let me see here. So, yeah, so March 7th is when the Dragon Republic comes out. Then we have an unassigned uh, rapid reads for 314. So maybe I'll see if I can find something fun. The one you're going to just choose and force us to read. Yep, I'll see if I can find something fun. And then 321, which I think is the closest to our actual anniversary date, will be the Golden Enclaves. And then 328 is Babel. Okay. So. Interesting. And then we'll be shifting towards uh, Martha Wells again. Something <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> so. The light at the end of a very long and dark tunnel. We've already been doing this for two years, so it's not that long of a tunnel. Yeah, and then once you reach that light and get past it, it's just darkness beyond. At least I think I will be able to find you some things that you want to read. We'll see. I'm working on it. I can't even predict what I'm going to enjoy anymore. Oh man, I've noticed that. You keep reading things. I was like, we could have done that for the podcast and you actually liked it. Yeah. I mean, we still could. Yeah. One of these books. As long as it's not immediately after I finished it and then after we read it. (laughs) I know, but yeah, I've noticed that you seem to be shifting genre focuses. It's hard to say though, because what I'm doing is I'm just going to my want to read list on Goodreads as far back as I can. And then I just search for whatever my library has and request it. And so it's like some of these books, I went through a horror phase in the past, apparently. So I had to check out a bunch of horror books. I wasn't particularly feeling like horror. It's just that's what the list demanded. So I read them. And so like the genre changes are things that happened in the past that might not be true anymore. Um, (laughs) It's just what past Sarah wanted to read versus what current Sarah is feeling um oh man well i know this struggle mostly because current amberly has tons of books to read and she can't settle on any of them like i have like a hundred arcs that i could be reading i have 15 library books plus an insane number of to be read books on my own list um Tons of sequels. You guys just could take my route and just read for the podcast. That wouldn't be enough reading in a week. (laughs) For you. For Sarah either. Yep, that's what I I said. I meant you and the Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know that I could read just one book, maybe one and a half books a week. Yeah, well, I'm glad you've got that life. It's a skill set. Hmm. Sarah, you look like you're pondering something. I feel like I read about one book a week. Well, 
not when I have so many library books that I checked out all at once that are going to be due soon. Um, you read more than one book a week. Out. Yeah, I mean, that is true if they're easy reads, but I am going to have to squeeze in books around Harrow the Ninth, which is going to be hard because that book, from past experiences, saps my will to read books. Um, and then also the Dragon Empire, Dragon Kingdom, whatever it is. The Dragon Republic. Dragon Republic. Different words for things. <laughs> um, that one actually might not be as bad to try and read another book around the same time. It's just those ones are more time consuming for me. So my yeah. pondering was just going like, mm. so it's going to be a tough few weeks here for me. Yeah, you don't read quite as fast as I do, but you read faster than Kim. As Kim makes faces that no one can see. I'm gonna say it's not a lack of speed; it's a lack of time. I, I didn't say one way or the other what it was. I just said that she reads more slash faster. I'm pretty sure Sarah reads faster than you. I'm certain of it, but I don't need you race, disparaging race, my race, reading. <laughs> that would require you to like come over, Sarah, and just do a proper race on that. We did that one graphic novel, technically. The horror one. Yeah, yeah that, that wasn't... So well. <laughs> that wasn't quite quite what I meant. No, Canary! You can't eat that. Gotta yell at a cat at least once a podcast. Yep. All right. So now that we are just rambling about nothing to do with the Poppy War... Are you still recording? Yes. Of course. Oh. I'm sorry. I got distracted with other things, and I didn't know if I missed... You did not. The closing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>